Today, we are giving you the blueprint that you need to build the perfect relationship. Most of the couples that I see have never done this. And once they do it, they feel relieved and the relationship thrives. What am I talking about? I'm talking about making your expectations known. Hello and welcome to the System Podcast. I'm your host, Yushima Kamoi Cherry Burks. I'm an author, a therapist, and an entrepreneur. And I'm your host, Kamone Brown Chabalala. Come on. Good morning. How are you feeling? I'm good, my darling. And you? I'm okay. You know, both of us have had a week. We've had a week now. You see, my face <laughs> is still swollen. You can't see it, all. listeners. But I look a little bit like Shrek's little sister, Shrekita. Okay. I had a wisdom tooth removed and baby went to work and have not stopped working since. And this is no joke. And you are getting over something yourself. I'm not getting over it. I'm right in the middle of it. I still have another week or 10 days or so to go. I'm hugging you. Hugging you right now. Okay, listeners, if you could see my girl, come on, you would know that she is not her normal self. She's still beautiful. Check (laughs) us out on YouTube so you can see what I'm talking about. All right. (laughs) All right. So we're going to get into something new about you. Okay, come on. I want to know this because you can do anything and everything in my eyes. How many languages do you speak? Oh, I don't know. The thing is, I the language I speak is English, but I understand a lot of languages. I can even write in some languages. I can converse in some languages better than I do in others. But yeah, I don't know. That's always a strange question because... I like learning languages, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. That I understand very well. I've even got, like, a higher certificate in um, Spanish. I did a diploma in Spanish. So that's something I speak, write, speak, write, read very well. I can even watch movies in Spanish and understand what's happening. Um, also, I can understand more of it than I can, and I can read more of it than I can speak it. But I speak it well enough to get by. And the strange thing with me is that I can be speaking to you in multiple languages because sometimes word comes in other languages. And then I'm trying to tell you something, but then I'm telling you in three or four different languages because the different words are coming to me. But yeah, I don't know. That's a good question That's a for tough you. question. It yeah, is. Yeah, because you understand. You know, think about it. <laughs> when we watched the reaction video, you were like, oh, where were they in South Africa? Yeah. 
And you were like, oh, they're in South Africa because they're speaking the language. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. South Africa does have a lot of languages. My wife speaks a language that I'm only now trying to learn. Yeah. She speaks Tuan. Well, my wife speaks a lot of languages. So the good thing with being with her is that now I can learn to speak more South African languages. Because when you, when I lived there, Osa and Zulu. Zulu, I can understand a little bit. But because they don't have the clicks and it and the you know oh, like that, mm-hmm. then sometimes I can't pronounce the letters that I see because I pronounce mm-hmm. it in Osa when I'm supposed to pronounce it in Zulu and the pronunciations are different. So I can hear when someone is speaking Zulu and I can say, yeah, I can pick that up, that up, that up, because they're from the same, you know, like Spanish flows with is the branch of Latin and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's from I think it's um Nguni languages. I might be completely wrong, but I think it's in Guni languages. So I can hear different people speak, but I can't speak their language. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. But now with my wife, she speaks basically all the languages that they speak in South Africa. I think they've got 11 official languages, nine or 11 official languages. Yeah. My wife speaks all of them. So now I can watch something and anything because I can learn and then she can explain and stuff. Yeah. You guys do that. I know I say that every time. I love your relationship. Did you say? I say I love your relationship and I love how you all do that, how you share this stuff with each other. I absolutely love it. Okay. Well, here's a question for you. This is the relationship question. When you and Kay got together, did you have a conversation about your expectations for your relationship? Yeah. And it was the very first relationship that I've ever done that in, I've ever experienced that in. Yeah, we definitely did. Well, you would not believe this, but there is a common theme with the couples that I see on a regular basis. And it motivated me to create an assessment to help them to get on the same page. And I promise you, I'm not exaggerating. 99% of my couples have never set even simple expectations in their relationship. And what's happening is they're constantly disappointing each other and neither of them really understand why. So let's look at some of these expectations that would help us define how we would like our partners to show up in our relationships. I usually have my couples choose at least 10, but we don't have time for that today, okay? So come on, I want you to choose three of the five expectations that you really needed to define to make your relationship with Kay better than any other relationship you've ever had. Take notes, ladies, and it doesn't matter if you're single, taken, or in a situationship. It's actually better to have your expectations spelled out before you meet the love of your life, but it's never too late to make them known, all right? The five expectations that we'll have to choose from today, come on, are financial expectations, which an example for that is, I expect for my partner to contribute equally towards our finances. Number two is emotional expectation. I expect to be treated with dignity, respect, and honor, even when my partner is unhappy with me. Number three is physical expectation. I expect for my partner to refrain from any violence towards me, my loved ones, pets, and home. Number four is spiritual expectation. I expect for my partner to have a personal relationship with God or whatever deity you believe in. And I expect for them to respect my relationship with God I expect for my partner to pray with me and study with me regularly. My social expectation, which is number five, an example of that would be, I expect to have the freedom to visit my friends, family members, and coworkers. 
I refuse to be isolated and taken away from people who love and care about me. Before we do that, let's let's do a fun fact because I'm gonna give you a chance to think about it. Okay. Fun fact. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna change this up with a fun fact, but it's it's fun, but it's no fact. Well, it's a fact because it happened in real life. Ooh. But have you seen? Do you follow Nisi Nash? I love Nisi Nash, but I have not. I'm I'm not on social media like that, but I should. Girl, get your life together and follow Nisi Nash. I'm really on social media, Mm -hmm. but when I feel down and out or when I'm having a tough day at work and stuff, I go on Nisi Nash's page. So yeah, I've been very unwell the last week. Guys, first of all, I apologize. I didn't get to finish my challenge from last week. I'll definitely do that this week. Well, hopefully, or as soon as I'm over this thing, because I've not been coming into the office, I've not worked. I've just been like, I've just had to stop in my tracks because my PMDD is just bad this month. Um, So I legit, I was on social media last night, I think. And I saw Nise post, let me find the post because it's super, super funny. But tonight, tonight, yeah. And guys, for those of you who don't know, we're filming this episode on Sunday because on Tuesday, it's Valentine's Day and we're both married women. So we can't like, you know, be filming on Tuesday. We cannot. But Nisi posted, let me find it and read it exactly to you. So Nisi posted yesterday and this, this is somebody called Elsa Majimbo who had posted this. I can't wait to see the Super Bowl at Rihanna's concert. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. So I didn't know what it was. So I, of course, I clicked on it to see the comments. Yeah. <laughs> and the comments are hilarious. <laughs> Here's one comment that I liked. I even loved it online. Can't believe they're letting the Super Bowl open and close the show. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and then another one. <laughs> What's the Super Bowl? And why are they going to be at Rihanna's concert? I hope they don't interrupt too much. <laughs> and the men are but like, I found, <laughs> I found it hilarious because I love Rihanna. And like, love absolutely Rihanna. love her. Yes. Oh, I've not been putting be out music and it's been killing me. Yes. I don't do sports, but like, I don't watch I'm doing football. it this you're gonna look at this Girl, today. <laughs> tonight at 11 p.m i'm sitting with my wife and i'm watching that even when i'm dying because i've got to be at the concert i don't yeah. care about the super bowl they can headline and close the show that's fine but yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know who's playing i don't think it matters just no? our, our girl is going to be up there she's going to be doing it and i cannot wait exactly He's such a good mom. That's such a funny, that's a good tweet. Was it on Twitter or Instagram? It's on Instagram. I don't know how to use Twitter. So I'm on Instagram. You cannot get a hang of that thing. You guys, yeah. if you have any tips for us on how <laughs> to use Twitter and that algorithm that I know nothing about, please contact us. We would greatly appreciate it. No scammers. Okay. Please. Please no scammers, but we would like to know how to use Twitter. Yes, so let us know if you're going to be joining uh, in for Rihanna's concert tonight um, and what teams will be there to support her. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, come on. Choose your top three expectations for your relationship. Okay, I've been in a lot of relationships. 
more than I want to even talk about. But to be honest with you, I understand this thing of your couples not knowing what they want because I think, this is my opinion, I might be completely wrong. Ladies who are listening, don't come for me, please. But I might be completely wrong in saying that. When you're a good person, you expect other people to be good so your expectations is that you don't have to say what you want or need because that person is a good person and they're human and they understand human interaction and things are just going to flow so before my wife and i would say maybe two relationships ago to be honest before my wife I didn't know what I liked and didn't like. I was really bad in the sense that I I compromised without, and I've always been told that I don't compromise because what would happen is whenever I stood for something that I wanted or didn't want, then it'd be like, you don't compromise and da 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 But I would be the type of person, if you don't eat beef, I don't eat beef because why am I going to bring it in the house and cook it? I have to make a meal for both of us. I don't want to make two separate meals. If you like the eggs boiled, I'm going to boil the eggs because I ain't got no time to be boiling some and frying some and whatever. So I didn't even know how I liked my eggs, something as simple as that. I didn't understand what I liked in a partner. I just want us to, you know, just live life, just be. Financially, I never expected anything from anyone. Yeah, a partner, family members, no one, because I grew up without money and I knew that I'd always have to have my back and have the money that I need so even when I didn't have I didn't expect it to be given to me does that make sense I didn't expect you to contribute I didn't expect you I I could be in a relationship and be you know homeless and no one would know that I'm homeless because why am I telling you like I'm supposed to look after myself yeah so I did I didn't have any expectations at all, like none whatsoever. None. We're just gonna be in a relationship, we're gonna live life. You do what you want to do, I do what I want to do. We're not sleeping around with other people, and because we're in a relationship, and that's the only criteria I had really that you're not um having other relationships because I don't play that. Yeah. So that would probably be the only thing that I would say to somebody. Are we exclusive? Yes, we're exclusive, we move on. Oh, you're going to be in that country at that time. I'm going to be in that country at that time. Like we're in a relationship. We'll call each other. The phone is there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then going through all these relationships and meeting things that I would stop in my tracks and think, what is that? Why are you doing that? Why does that make sense to me? Why? Why do you think that I should always pay the bill when we go out? Why do you think that when we're eating out on my money, we must eat at a five-star restaurant? And then when we're eating out on your money, you want to take me for McDonald's or whatever. You know what I mean? So I started realizing the things that I didn't like. Yeah. And in my relationship before my wife, I really realized the things that I didn't like because it was the very first relationship where I spent a lot of the relationship living with the person. Yeah. And a lot of the relationship being with a person. So then I realized that I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like that. And there was a lot of things that I didn't like. And I didn't realize before then that I didn't like it. So for me, when I started dating Kay, we, I'm grateful for the way we started out because I've never started a relationship like that before. We got to know each other and what we liked and what we didn't like. We got to know what we expected. And the, one of the things that I expected, so spiritually, I expect, and that's because guys have dealt with a lot of heathens. I'm of, I'm of the opinion that 
who you praise has nothing to do with me. How often you praise that person has nothing to do with me. If you want to go to church and you want me to go with you, I'm going to go with you. Yeah. Don't expect me to now convert to Christianity, but don't, I won't come and preach to you and say, leave Christianity, leave God alone because God, God isn't this, but I've had that done to me. Yeah. So I remember crying out to God and saying, why have you always sent me these women? How can I be someone who believes in God so much, who has such a close relationship with God, and you send me these tyrants? This one doesn't like God. They want to go and beat down all the church members. They don't like Muslims. They want to go and beat down all the Muslims. This one is Haitis. This one is not. This one is not. And I'm like, I don't like those kind of things. Yeah? Simple, simple thing. One of my exes made a promise that they were going to give tithes at church. Made a promise to God. I'm going to give tithes at church. Yeah. You did this for me and I'm going to give tithes at church and didn't fulfill that promise. And I'll kid you not, that affected me and the relationship so bad because to me, it was like, how can you make a promise to God and not keep it? You're not going to keep no promise to me. You, God didn't come and say, my child, come and give it to me. You made that promise to God. So when I got into my relationship with God, with Kay, I wanted her to know that. And I'm grateful because we have the same spiritual beliefs and I've never met someone else who shared those beliefs. I, we prayed together. I needed that. I needed someone who was going to pray with me, pray for me, you know, pray us through things. So I, I, that was a criteria and it was met. So she understands that we do talk about our spirituality. We, we do things, spiritual things together constantly. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. So that was an expectation. She met that expectation. I expected, oh, I'm so lucky. I am so lucky. In my last relationship, in all my relationships, I've always gotten along with people's families. Yeah. And I've never had issues with, with people's families, but in my, well, my last relationship before Kate, I, I struggled because they didn't like me and I knew they didn't like me. But you know those people who don't like you, but they pretend, yeah? And for let me give you a very good example. You would expect that I'm going to give your mom my 50 pounds to do her nails, but then I can't send my sister 50 pounds to buy food for her kids when they don't have food, yeah? So, and then I'm the type of person, if I know that you've got like, nasty ways or jealousy I hate jealousy I've said this to you before Yushima I really hate jealousy I don't do jealous people like for example her mom said to me once oh can you you don't believe where I've been and I'm like huh you won't believe where I've been I'm like oh tell me tell me tell me I'm excited now oh I went to Poland and I went there before you and I'm like the fucking world is not mine I apologize guys the world is not mine. And she constantly did these things that made me feel like there's this jealous thing. There's this thing that, you know, upsets my spirit when I'm around her. So I don't want to be around her. And then that partner couldn't understand that I don't want to be around your family. I don't want to be around your mom because I don't like people pretending with me. I don't like this thing of I can't complain that I'm feeling fat because she's fat. she's worried about me thinking that she's fat because she's bigger than me. I've got nothing to do with her and how she feels but I've got to worry about me and what I feel. And if I think that I'm not eating this big meal that you've given me because I don't, I'm on a diet or whatever, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. So I didn't want to see these people. And then she couldn't understand that. So with Kay, I was very, very clear. I'm dating you. I'm, I want to be with you. I am very happy 
if our families can come together, my family can love you, your family can love me, they can love each other. But if it doesn't happen, I'm also cool with that. And don't be bugging me to go to your family's house when I don't want to go to your family's house. Don't be bugging me to do stuff for your family when I don't want to do it. So we were on the same page with that as well. And if that was going to be an issue, girl, I was going to be single because I knew by then that I'm not putting up with this. I ain't got no time for this. I just don't have no time for it. And then the third one, emotional expectation. I've got PMDD. I've got really bad PMDD. I can't, my communication style is, you've got a problem with me. I prefer if you go on the rooftop and tell me off right then and there. Tell the whole neighborhood that I've done something bad to you and cuss me out. But what you're not going to do is be quiet in the house, act as if I've done the worst thing and I'm the worst enemy and you don't want to talk to me. How can you be in a relationship and be, and be in, a, in, in malice? Yeah. With my ex, this woman would wake up in the morning and she's angry. She's not talking to me. What is wrong with you that you can wake up the first in the morning and be angry? So I, I didn't want any of that. I did not want any of that. I don't like arguing. I don't like fighting. But I prefer that we do that and you tell me what's wrong so I can correct it or fix my mistakes. Then you be in a malice with me. You're going in the bed and you're used, you're used to hugging me and now you want to, you know, scoot on the edge of the bed like you're, you want to fall off and stuff. I ain't got no time for that. Yeah. And also understand, I explained to Kay that, listen, I've got this. I was very clear because I thought this is something that she's going to have to live with for the rest of the, her life if she's going to choose to be with me. There was going to be two weeks out of the month when I don't want to talk to nobody. I had to drag myself here to come and do this, yeah? Drag myself. I don't want to do nothing but just be. And I might get catty. I might get everything might annoy me. I can't control it. There's nothing I can do. So you're either going to be okay with it or you're going to just keep it moving and go find somebody who doesn't have it, who can be better to you, yeah? So that was my expectation. I expect you to not, if you're upset with me, don't, while I'm in my PMDD, don't tell me off because I can't handle it. Yeah. In that state, I'm very fragile. Like you even say, why did you, you know, why did you come home this time? Or just say something very simple that I'd be like on another day, like, oh yeah, I was busy doing that or whatever. On that day, it's like the worst thing you can say to me. And then it's like the world is closing in. So yeah, I told her what my emotional expectations are. I told Kay what all my expectations were. She told me what all her expectations were. And then we were able, and luckily for us, we had the same values. We wanted the same things. Yeah. So it was easy for us to come together. She's helped me. My PMD is, is better now. When I tell you better, it's better. It is better. Right now, I would be full with rage. Everything that everyone has ever done to me would come back and haunt me. I've not had that for over a year. I've not had those kind of feelings for over a year. It's just that I feel physically sick. Like I feel physically sick and there's nothing I can do about that. But otherwise, emotionally, she's just met all my expectations and she's been good. I just love hearing you talk about Kay. You turn into a whole different person when you talk about Kay. I wish you guys could see Kamal's face right now. Even though she's not feeling well, she has the biggest smile that you can ever imagine. I, you need to just put this, just this little clip right here because <laughs> this is what it looks like when you're able to be in a relationship that's reciprocal right mm -hmm. and when you get your needs met but before you can get your needs met you have to let your expectations be made known so 
this is what I'm saying uh, to summarize. Kamon's top three expectations were spiritual, social, and emotional. Mm-hmm. Those were your top three. Okay, good. Okay, before we go into more. What about you, though? Before we jump into that, what about you? Well, I was going to ask, what are you reading? And then I was going to get into my <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, we need time to kind of think about it. Because I'm like, ooh, those are really, really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this week we're doing, what are you reading? Last week I did, what am I reading? Okay, so this week I'm reading this awesome gratitude journal called 124 Days. It is beautiful. I love the cover. I love, I have the hard copy and the paperback and it has been a great uh, addition to my morning routine. Okay. Beautiful. I, I actually bought this journal, both of them as part of my challenge to treat myself. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I am, I am impressed if I must say so myself. It's called 124 Days. It's a gratitude journal. And I look forward to waking up, starting my day off, writing three things that I am grateful for, and ending my day with an expectation for the next day, something I'm looking forward to. It gives you that hope. And as you know, we've talked about this before, and I'm not going to go into it tomorrow because you already know, right? Um, We all have been in these funks before, and they've done the study that shows just identifying three things you're grateful for every day for 124 days can actually change the way that you view the world. And it can lessen mental health issues like depression, anxiety, and other issues that people struggle with on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, I must say, I'm very pleased with this 124-day gratitude journal. That's it. That's all I'm saying about that. All right. So my Top three expectations for my relationship. First of all, I set these expectations before I even ran into my husband because before I met him, like you come on, I was just going by the seat of my pants, right? I just Mm -hmm. expected people to treat me the way that I treated them, the way that they wanted to be treated. Um, And that did not work out well for me at all. I was often a punching bag in one way or another. And I learned that I needed to regroup after that first marriage. And my very first expectation for my partner is spiritual. I knew that I wanted a husband that had their own genuine relationship with God. I know I needed a praying partner that would pray for me and with me and our children. I wanted someone whom I could discuss the Bible with and our history, history books, and somebody I could debate with, have a healthy, hearty debate. That was very important with me, or that was very important to me because my dad did all those things. He kept me on my toes when it came to understanding who God is, who I was, and everything else. So I needed my husband to be able to fit that mode as well. My husband does all these things I listed and more, and I'm blessed because my ex-husband would literally drive home from work, kick in the door to my prayer closet, and scream, stop praying for me. Real talk. I don't know how he knew I was praying for him. I don't know what spirit that was but he was the son yes the spawn of him do you understand like that was his deity all right um but since Juan has a relationship with God it covers a lot well everything else but 
it was still important for me to define all these expectations because you could get into a relationship and let your partner know what you're looking for and they can become that for any amount of time, right? So I made sure, even though I had my expectations, I kind of kept them to myself and I was like watching, you know, from a distance until we became close enough that I could share that with him because I met some chameleons. My ex-husband was one. I told him what I was looking for spiritually. This man went to church with me. He prayed with me. He did all those things until we got married. And then he flipped the script real quick. So I was very mindful of that. Um, Okay, my second expectation that I needed to set was a financial expectation. I had to start over because I was in a relationship that was not financially transparent. I didn't know what was going on with our finances. And now I need to know what we have at our disposal, who's paying what every month. I used to feel so weird about talking about money. It's something that we didn't used to really talk about growing up, except for my dad, who was open about being broke. He was like, oh, you need this? I got $17. That's all I got. Don't ask me for nothing else. Here, look at my checkbook. He was very transparent, right? But my mom was more hush-hush. We never knew what she made. We never knew what, you know, to expect in relationships as far as money. So it was just weird for me to talk about it. Um, So when I married Mike, my ex-husband, I trusted that he would do what he said he would do. And bam, just like that, I was left in the home with a mortgage that he hadn't paid in seven months. Now I have a budget written out. I have access to all accounts. Every month I go down the list to see who's paying what or who paid what. We check it off as we pay it. Um, And I trust Quan. He's a saver. He takes care of his business, but I would never put myself in that position again to not know what's going on with the finances in my home. Um, And I just expect for my partner to do the big stuff like pay the mortgages and, you know, stuff like that. And I contribute where I'm needed. That's my, that's my financial expectation for my relationship. And that is his expectation for our relationship as well. Um, My third expectation for my partner is emotional. I expect my partner to maintain control over himself when we interact with each other. Anger is not an excuse for disrespect. It's just not. I want to be treated the way that I treat him. And I have that same expectation for our children. I never want to have to wonder what my partner's going to do, if he's going to snap or pop off. I need somebody that's level-headed, that's caring, who can keep keep things together when when the going gets rough. Um, It took a minute for me to get here, but thank God we made it. And all three of these expectations my spiritual, financial, and emotional expectation, and all the rest of them on our list, um, are being met. And it is a great place to be in. Okay, come on. We're moving on. <laughs> but naughty but nice. You're just like, I'm done with this. Now let's move to something else. <laughs> I'm going to do the naughty but nice. So yeah, okay. What you think of that though? I mean, you know this. You know all these things. Yeah. I think people should try to get to know themselves. Because we are all coming from backgrounds where, I mean, how many how many parents sat their daughters down, sat their son down and said, well, this is what you need to do and this is what you need to look for, yeah? Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us had that 
or most of us, most of us, because I'm sure there are some really good parents out there who make sure they do all these things. Yeah. But I don't think most parents do that where they say, you know, as a man, you should not think that your wife is your maid because she's not. As a wife, you should not think that your husband is your bank because he's not. Yeah. So I think that we should sit down and we should look at things from a logical perspective. And I always say everybody's relationship is going to be different because everybody's needs are different. The things that you can handle, you might say, oh, I don't mind him slapping me around a few times. I know my mouth is, you know, dirty and I know I cuss him out and whatever. So he can slap me around. Whereas for me, he raises his hands and I want to chop it off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and even that, like I've been in relationships where I fought. I have physically fought people. Yeah. Because and there's no excuse for it. I remember my ex-mother-in-law saying that I'm abusive. Yeah. And that riled me up for so long because I'm the type of person, Yoshima, who you can taunt me for very long. I grew up learning to block things out. I've always blocked things out. So you can beat me, you can kick me, you can do a lot to me and I will just take it. And I, I leave my body and I tell myself, I'm going to be okay. There's nothing that you're going to do to me that's going to break me. Yeah. And I've always been that type of person. So it got to a point where, you know, when you've been beaten on, beaten on, beaten on so much. And it's like that moment that you break. And for me, the moment that I broke, I didn't get back to a space where I realized I don't have to keep protecting myself. Does that make sense? From childhood, you beat me two days. By the third day, I'm going to wallop you. Yeah. You beat me for two weeks. By the end of the two weeks, I've had enough now. You might think that you probably even just pulled my hair. And the day before you were pushing me in the dirt, beating me up, I wasn't defending myself. And you just brush my hair and I'll beat you on that day because I've always been that type of person who he, it builds up for me. So with Kay, I remember when we just started dating, I had to say, I can't ever get physical. Yeah. I, no matter what happens, I can't ever get physical. And I remember saying to her, I was very open. I was fighting in this relationship. You taunt me for two weeks. You upset me for two whole weeks. Know that by week three, I'm ready to fight because I've had enough. And worse, when my PMDD kicks in, I have no tolerance, none whatsoever. Yeah. So it's like, now and then to say to Kate you can't do this to me you cannot taunt me you can't do all these things because the only thing I know is to defend myself I might not get on get on you know and tell you about your mother or whatever but trust and believe I'm gonna wallop you yeah so to get to know yourself and say this is what triggers me this is what affects me this is what I like this is what I don't like we as women, as human beings, we've got to sit with ourselves and say, what, what don't I like? What do I like? And say to the person, it could be something very, very simple. Your husband might be, you know, boiling your potatoes every, every, every Monday because that's for dinner and you hate it. You hate it because something has happened to you with these boiled potatoes and you don't like it. Just say to him, honey, I think this triggers me. Every time you do this thing, I get upset, I get angry, I might not act out, but it angers me and I feel like I'm boiling inside. So just be honest and try to communicate how we feel. And if you're with people, I've learned so much, my darling, like so much in the last year to a year and a half. I have learned so much that I know now under no circumstances am I going to keep my mouth shut if something keeps triggering me. And if I feel like I cannot speak to you, it means that I can't be with you. Yeah. 
So I, I think that's where I would close it off to say, if you don't know what your what your barriers are, what your needs are, then try to think, try to think about it and try to think about what makes you happy. And if your partner can't give you that, then maybe it's not the right partner for you. Sometimes you can even teach a person how to love you because I believe you have to teach a person how, how to love you. Everybody knows how to love, but I don't know what you like. I don't know how to love you. I don't know what your love language is. I don't know if I'm doting on you and giving you everything. That's maybe how I show my love, but maybe that's not what you want. So tell me what you want. I agree. And that's something that's in the full assessment uh, that I do for my couples. I make sure they understand their own love language because we tend to love others in our love language, especially yeah. if we may not know our partner's love language. So if I'm buying you gifts and your, your love language isn't receiving gifts, right? Your love language is quality time, but I feel like, hey, since I, you know, I bought you that purse to show you how much I love you. Yeah, but I haven't mm -hmm. sat down and watched a movie with you in six weeks. So that didn't really mm -hmm. hit the spot. And so both parties end up feeling resentful the party that feels like they're putting in the work and the party that feels like they're not receiving what they need, um, even though you both have a valid point, it's important to communicate these things. But something that you said earlier, we don't even know what it is that we want most of the time because those conversations that we have with our parents, if we have them, most of the time, the I don't know about you, but a lot of that um, advice that I got was toxic and wrong. A lot of it was not anything that I would want to bring into my relationship. My mom had a really strong work ethic, which was great. She always taught me how to rub elbows with people, how to network and things like that. But when it came to healthy relationships, um, that was not her strength. Uh, and as great as my dad was, my dad was on wife number four, baby. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, I could take what I could take from it. But at the end of the day, a lot of this stuff we have to teach ourselves is trial and error. Mm -hmm. um, it's understanding the human psyche. It's understanding our values, what's important to us. And if your partner cannot uh, meet your needs, and I'm not saying every single need because that's impossible, Right. But sometimes we have needs that have to be met as part of as part of who we are. Mm -hmm. Things that we just that's it's, it's no compromising. If your partner refuses or if they're unable to meet that need, that's something to to really think about. And you guys, join us for Worthy Wednesday because we're talking about the top ten toxic traits in relationships. So we do cover some of these behaviors in worthy Wednesdays this week so check it out but um I agree I just really want people to feel comfortable with who they are feel comfortable asking for what they need and to not have to eat scrambled eggs if they don't like them mm -hmm. my favorite movie is Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts I think that's mm -hmm. the name of the chat I think so but when she found out what kind of age she wanted, baby, I was in there crying and bawling. I didn't even understand why. But I understood the concept. Like, she became whoever she dated. She just would bend to become whoever she dated. And she never wanted to be a burden to anyone. And mm -hmm. no one ever asked her what she liked or what she wanted to do. If she was with somebody that went skiing, guess what? She was a skier. If she was with somebody that wanted to hike, guess what? 
she became <laughs> a hiker. So when we know who we are, when we discover all of the good things about ourselves and our toxic traits, it's easier for us to make those things known to our partner. And we have an opportunity to really get something out of the relationship. We can't keep showing up for other people and, and not having expectations for ourselves. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Come on. Thanks for reeling me back in because, you know, girl, ADHD is real and I was ready to get to body, <laughs> but nice. <laughs> I was so ready. Okay. Naughty or nice? This, this is, is not a drill. drill. Let's play naughty or nice. Let's see. Choose one. Come on. It's your turn. Okay. I'll do naughty. I knew it. Oh, I put that one first. <laughs> You're making my face hurt. Ah, I'm hurting. Okay. Oh, be careful. Okay. I can't take my medicine because I will be slurring and nodding. You swear I had something Ooh. illegal. Okay. Okay. Come on. You chose naughty. So your naughty question is, would you rather send a naughty movie of yourself to your dad or to your entire staff? <laughs> oh, I go back. <laughs> nope. I don't want naughty anymore. <laughs> so this is something you missed for Kay. Can you just imagine how raunchy it is? I mean, triple X, like. Girl. Oh my gosh. Oh, the time, with your face in it. Your face is in it and everything. So they can't even deny that it's you. Okay, you know what? Initially thinking about it, I like I was like, I never want that to go to my dad. I'd rather it go to my staff. But to be honest, I'd rather it go to my dad. You know why? If my dad tried playing it uh-huh. and then he sees what it is, he'll stop. He'll yeah. respect me enough to stop and think, he'll probably just call me and say, what did you just send to me? Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, the chance, if I send it to my dad, he might not watch it because I don't think he knows how to watch a video and That's stuff, hilarious. yeah? Don't make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But imagine sending it to my staff. No, they'll be blackmailing me. Oh they'll my be sending God. it everywhere. The they will watch room. it from start to finish. They'll know all the positions, everything. All no, I don't want to send it to my staff at all. I'd have to murder everyone. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> I can't laugh so hard. And then when you show up at the office, the looks and the giggles. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. No. I, yeah. And then it wouldn't go any further than your dad. Even if he no. watched the first three seconds of it. He won't he share it. it. He won't tell anyone that I sent him this thing. My stuff, the newspaper will now. Baby, it's going to be on the Tamron Tamron Hill Press website. You got to shut it down for a couple of days. You get rid of everybody. Okay, come on. So as far as the challenge goes, when you feel better, I want you to finish it. But I understand not having the ability because you just have not been feeling well. And we understand, I understand, our listeners understand. You guys, give us some ideas for some really cool challenges that you would like to see. I'm not the worst cook, but baby, I'm not the best. If it's not my staples, I can make some soul food. But once you get me out of that comfort zone, I could bake too. But I've never made a cheesecake from scratch. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've never done, I've tried a a Jamaican dish or two. My son asked me to never do it again. I respect (laughs) that. Okay. No, we're going to do it a different way now. We're going to, so I'll, I'll, 
tell you exactly what to get. So your ingredients, your recipe and everything mm. with the instructions and stuff. And then I'm sh- and then we can get him to give give feedback for you. So Thank we'll do you. that challenge <laughs> later on, maybe next month. Okay, because he'd appreciate that. Come on. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I really try to challenge his taste buds, but I challenged him a little too tough. And he was like, absolutely <laughs> not, mother. Let's leave this to the restaurants. Okay. So as yeah. far as my challenge, mm-hmm. you had that video. And yeah. It went very well. I must say so myself. This is just the beginning, though, because I want to do yeah. things like this more often. I also bought myself I went a little crazy come on when you said to treat myself (laughs) I saw in the video I can't wait for everyone else to see (laughs) I went a little berserk here so (laughs) this is gonna be interesting I don't know I hope my husband doesn't watch this episode we talk about financial transparency however when it comes to challenges I think it should be taken off the table (laughs) because I'm doing this for the people all right this is for you guys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the thing is guys Quan listens to every episode every religiously episode. so Quan, I apologize on behalf of my friend <laughs> oh no I'm sorry babe I love you so much I'm sorry <laughs> but you'll enjoy some of these perks you'll enjoy some of them so I don't know how yeah. but we're gonna make it work all right well thank you guys so much for joining the system podcast remember to like our video subscribe follow and share That's right. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Be sure to listen to our podcast every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Central and 1 p.m. GMT. So that's 7 a.m. there in in America and 1 p.m. here. Well, some places in America, isn't it? Remember to follow us on social media. As Yushima said, we've got tomorrow we are having worthy, not tomorrow, when Tuesday. So this is coming out on Tuesday. It's Sunday, guys. My mind is a bit confused. So on Wednesday, we're having worthy Wednesday or tomorrow by the time you hear this. Do go ahead and check that out. We're on YouTube. I know a lot of people have been sending us emails. Why don't we show our face? Why don't we do a video podcast? But guys, come over to YouTube because then you get to see us and maybe some of the crazy that we get up to. Yeah. So come check us out there. To find us on social media, it's The System Podcast. And remember, system is with an S-I-S for sisterhood. Once you find us on one social media platform, you'll be able to find us on all of them because we've linked or a link tree to that. And it's Linktree at the System Podcast. That's right. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. It's come on said on Wednesdays and Thursdays for more video content. Join us on some Saturdays, you guys. We're still unable to go live. Come on and follow us so we can go live at five. Leave us your questions and your stories in the comments. DM us if you would like to remain anonymous. Whatever it is that you need to do, Just get your message to us and we will be sure to get back to you. Well, I've been your host, Yushima Kamoi Cherry Burks. I'm Kamon Brown Tabalala. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.